Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Aaron Blackie. He is one of the top, top guys coming up in Australia. What's going on, Aaron? Not much. Enjoying my Sunday afternoon. About to enter fight week and yeah, ready to go. Yeah, we're going to get into that because you got a busy month coming up or actually a busy two weeks. Um, I heard a lot about you first from UFC veteran Damian Brown. He's very high on you. How does it feel to have the confidence of an Australian MMA legend like him? Yeah, look, it's it, it definitely helps. You know, um, he's you know a very good friend of mine, a very good teammate, and and you know we go way back and to see your teammate succeeding in that, it sort of reaffirms that you know you're doing the right things and you got the right people around you and and all those sort of things, which definitely makes a big difference. So, yeah, it's, it's great. You can fight at Bantamweight, but lately you've been fighting at Featherweight. What are the key differences in your performance at those different weight classes? Uh, look, Bantamweight is a massive cut for me. It's a massive cut. Obviously, I've done it, so I can do it. Uh, but I want to fight super regularly. You know, I was working full-time as a high school teacher uh, before this year, and I really made the decision coming off some, some bad injuries and a few years out because of those injuries to give it, you know, um, all I can, be all I can be. And I want to fight regularly. And I think, you know, I'm fighting back-to-back two weeks. I actually had another fight that was meant to be last weekend that, that fell through a few weeks ago. But lining them up like that, featherweight, you know, I can make the weight easily, square it away, and, you know, fight regularly. So that's really the deciding factor right now. You said coming into this year, you quit your job as a teacher to pursue fighting full time. Uh, was it that a very difficult uh, choice to make? Uh, look, for me, no. I I grew up doing judo and martial arts and loved it. And you know, my, my father did martial arts, my brother's martial arts, and 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 I love and always wanted to pursue it with, with everything I've got, and I always did. But I sort of found it in, in my last year of uni is is when I sort of um, had you know, the, the, these three knee surgeries and I wasn't able to fight. So it was very fortunate that, that I had you know, completed my degree and could, you know, slip into into working full-time and, and earning some good money in that at, at the time. Because um, otherwise, I don't know what I would have done for those those couple of years. But um, certainly, you know, I wasn't working full-time as a teacher because I'd, I'd chosen to, I don't know, pursue money or financial stability over this dream. This dream was always a priority and yeah, that just sort of happened and glad it did, learned so much while teaching and got a lot out of it, but you know, back on the road. So here we are. Now going back, Eternal MMA 35, you dropped the split decision to Sam Hibbard, your first professional setback. What was your opinion on the decision and the fight overall? Yeah, look, I, I I will make no excuses throughout my career. I, I lost, I lost a split decision, whatever. That that I, I find there nothing meaningful, nothing to be gained from looking at how judges scored a fight at the end. So I, I, I don't go there. I haven't gone there. Um, but personally, I learned a hell of a lot from it. You know, it was great to just go. I'd never been out the first round before then. So now I went the whole time. It was awesome. Um, I took some big shots, and 
to, to be honest, I was very unhappy with how I felt I performed. I feel that I've, I've got far more skills than I displayed that night. But in, in knowing that and knowing that even performing, you know, that poorly, and there's a few things that I've changed and adjusted and thought about as to why that occurred, and I'm sure it won't happen again. Uh, but that gives you a, a crazy confidence when you know that even at, you know, at your worst, it's still, you know, I, I hung in there and, and I, I, I did that heart thing. You know, it's, it's easy to go in there and fight and take people out in a couple of minutes and that's not what it's about. And the fight is about the fight and, and that sort of learning. And that is, you know, as a man, a martial artist, that, that's what it's all about. So it was a beautiful thing. And, you know, we'll only move forward and, you know, uh, I'm going to show people uh, in the next couple of weeks you know, those skills again, and it'll be, you know, a reversion to the past fighter, so we'll see. I think in the third round, you almost finished the fight. You almost got your first TKO finish of your career. At that point, did you feel like, you know, your tank was empty, or that guy was just really, really tough? Yeah, look, he he was tough. I mean, I mean no, he, he was a tough, and, and he is a good fighter on, on his own. Um, absolutely. I've spent a lot of time working with, with Steve and Elliot Compton over at Team Compton Training Center, uh, working on the striking and that. And, yeah, that, that obviously did show. Because, again, you know, I, growing up training with Dan Higgins, um, you know, we were submission specialists and, and, and that in, in MMA context. But, yeah, all my wins have come by submission before that. So to land some big shots and to, you know, be able to feel someone sort of feeling those shots and, and going down and not being able to take them in the third round, you know, again, that's that's a massive thing for the confidence because when you know you got the grappling squared away and looking like the hands are getting there, there's, you know, not much else that you, that you really need to think about except for going in there and doing your thing, so... I'm pretty sure everybody's wondering how come they didn't set up the rematch for this upcoming event. Is is there a reason why? Yeah, look, I I, I don't know, no. Um, and and at first, of course, it's like, oh yeah, I want a rematch, yeah. But you know what Steve Compton said to me is, it's that's not what it's about. You know, he beat me on that night. Excellent. Yeah, he beat me. We'll learn from it. We'll move on. And if we cross paths again, you know, I, I'm going to keep moving forward. If he keeps moving forward. Maybe we'll cross paths, you know, at, at some higher level. Maybe we'll fight for the belt or something. Who knows? But um, going after that's not not the goal. The goal is after learning, improving, going out there, testing it, retesting it. You know, that that's what it's all about. So if it happens, it happens. But as for you know, chasing after it, we're looking beyond that. So yeah, that's our our take. Well, you're going to be on the next card, Eternal Thirty Six. You're facing Jordan Wallace. What do you know about him? Uh, he's two and two. Um, I think one of his wins by decision, one's by TKO knees in the second round. Um, both of his losses are also by TKO strikes on the ground. So he's, you know, looking at him, very, very good fundamentals, very good balance. Um, you know, stays nice and tight. Um, seems to be a, you know, a, a simple but squared away game, which I think is really effective. I think that's the way to go in MMA, and it looks very athletic. Um, so again, we'll we'll see how it goes. You know, got a bit of a right hand to, to look out for, and yeah, you know, but my game plan as always is is to you know land some shots, set up those takedowns, and, and keep advancing. You know, position, getting more and more dominant, more and more control, and then damage and you know, submissions when I'm there. So that doesn't really change. That's sort of a blueprint for um, my style. Um, and then just adjustments for the opponent. You know, are they they strong wrestlers or are they strong strikers. How, how do we need to you know sort of focus on in camp and areas to avoid. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that he lost twice on the ground. 
via strikes. So if you look, if you do a little bit of MMA math, you think that he lacks ground skills because he can't get out of that mount position. Do you see a big opening on the mat for you to take advantage of? Yeah, look, I, I do. Look, from you know exactly what you said. You know that that uh, apparent weakness in his game does line up with with my apparent strength. I'm sure he's looking at my last fight and going, you know, I didn't take um, Sam down against the cage. Well, I took him down a few times, but he got right back up. And I think that, you know, for, for, from his camp's point of view, tactically, that they'll be looking to play the same game, which, you know, was, was a very smart game. But I do think I can hit those takedowns against the cage. And, you know, I think that was, that was um, you know, me making some, some errors and, and, you know, some things there. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. But I think, yeah, you know, right on there. Exactly two weeks after Eternal 36, you'll be competing for the featherweight title at Aftershock 30. How did this fight come together? Uh, yep, so all, all year I've just been messaging promoters saying, look, you got fights, you got fights, you got fights. And they give me the names, I say, yep, 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 yep. And then he them fall through and, you know, some of them don't. So the other ones that I fight. So same thing here, send out the messages. Um, this one come through. Against Jesse Medina, who I actually fought, it was the last fight before I went into surgery um, years ago, and he went on to do some really good things. I think he won a couple of belts. I think he was ranked number two or something at lightweight um, in in the country uh, for a little while. And yeah, great great fighter. So for me, that that's awesome because that's the point where you know that that was definitely a big um, I don't know epoch in my life, taking a few years out from me out of training. Going, you know, that, that was a big thing. And to be able to come back now and test myself against someone who I, you know, had fought back then, I, I really look forward to that. You know, look at how he's grown, how I've grown, and, you know, see how we go. Yeah, you mentioned you beat him before. You submitted him in the first round back in 2015 at lightweight. Now you're facing him at featherweight. There are many unique dynamics to this matchup. What interests you the most about the rematch? Um, yeah, well, look, he, he, he's a very skilled fighter, very composed, um, you know, I think has, has a very nice technique, um, which, you know, I love real martial arts, very efficient, economical um, on his movements, and, you know, looks very sharp, and, and skilled all round. Um, but like I said, it, it is the fact that we have fought before, before I went through, you know, all of um, these, you know, challenges with, with the, you know, recovery and that type of thing. And that's what draws me to it the most because it's, yeah, it, it's a very sort of objective test. It's like, yeah, well, here's a guy. It was that same time. Let's see how he's grown, see how I've grown. And, yeah, do it again in a couple of years. So, yeah, looking forward to it. In your last fight, you showed a, a, a much improved striking arsenal. You work at Team Compton Training Center. But where are other some other spots you train at? Yep, so my, my coach since, since I've been um, you know, a teenager is Dan Higgins. And um, I train out of that. You know, he's, he's got his garage set up. He likes to do his own thing, you know, real um, to the core martial artist. And it's always art first. And as, as with the Compton's, and they've got their studio and their friends, and you know, they go way back. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very, you know, mutual benefit and, and um, all that between us. Great relationship. Um, so, yeah, between there and then, my, my roommate, he's a black belt in Jiu Jitsu, and he has his own gym just around the corner, Bros Jiu Jitsu. So I also train a lot with, with him and, and our brothers and, and all that sort of thing um, through the day. So between those three teams, um, yeah, we've got a good thing going and, yeah, all help each other out. And, yeah. Yeah, it seems like nowadays you cannot just train at one gym. You have to be cross-training, seeing different looks. How beneficial is that for you? Like, at what level? Yeah, look, I, I think 
that you know it it, it, it kind of sucks, but I think you know you you're right in terms of like skill development. You, you need expert coaching feedback immediately, and that that small group, that boxing blueprint. You know, boxing's been around a lot longer at a professional level. People making good money. People going, how can we do this better? How can we you know put things under the microscope, analyze, evaluate, come up with solutions, and it seems to be smaller groups is, is, is the dynamic. Do you know what I mean? So the, the, this big class thing, and maybe the first few years, general knowledge, you know, the, the general um, pyramid of, of what, critical thinking. You need knowledge and understanding before you can start analyzing and evaluating. Without that base, there's no point. You don't, you don't know what part you're playing with. But once you've got that base, I think, yeah, you, you do need to dissect things, deconstruct things, and put them back together, and that's certainly more effective in those smaller environments, which, yeah, we're lucky to, to really have. How has working with the elite staff at Compton elevated your stand-up skills? Yeah, look, they're, like, they are just not, not only, you know, real true martial artists, but very, very intelligent people, Stephen Elliott Compton, and the way that they can, you know, adapt certainly – um, you know, my specialist style, like the, the, it's not just here's a blueprint, boom, 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 you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. It's it's like, no, no, what, what do you like doing? Like, there's a conversation, like how does that feel? And then all these ideas and then you can sort of take, you know, take what is useful and remove what's not um, for, for me. And, and, you know, obviously Steve Compton, Dan Higgins, my coach, have a very good have a very good relationship. So they're always talking and they can go, oh, we saw this, can you have a look at this? And, you know, their strengths complement each other. You know, in, in an outstanding way. You know, they're, they're both highly skilled in, in the other area as well. Like they both have a, an excellent understanding of, of all components of mixed martial arts. But I think particularly in the striking world, it's it's super rare to... You know, Steve Coleman's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. So uh, how many people do you find that have that sort of knowledge pedigree but also understand that, no, well, you can't just stand there throwing teeth kicks because you're going to get taken down. You know what I mean? So it's... Yeah, very lucky, very fortunate position um, where, where I am right now. Of course, you want to get these two wins in the next couple of weeks. By the end of the month, what kind of performances would you like to have? Yes, uh, uh, yeah, I want to showcase my skills. So I want to go out there, I want, I want to perform, I want to show everything. I want to show the stand-up, I want to show the, the setups into the takedowns. And, you know, clean, I think, is, is, is a um, great adjective of, of, of good technique. You know, I think if you can hit clean takedowns and then clean strikes and that, you know, that's, for me, that, that's a big goal. Um, you know, it feels clean. You feel, you know, it's not so, it's, there's, there's times for that, obviously, and, and it's not always unavoidable. But, you know, nice, clean demonstrations of, of all-around skills, that's, that's my goal. And, yeah, get the two wins, obviously, by finishes. Whenever that happens, that happens. Um, not too set on that. But, yeah, that would be, you know, the, the ideal outcome. And then start looking for, for the next one. All right. Aaron Blackie, thank you for your time. You go, If you want to watch Aaron fight, September 15th, Eternal MMA 36. And then on September 29th, Aftershock 30, Featherweight title versus Jesse Medina. Thank you, Aaron, man. Just no worries, man. Thank you.